live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I'm joining you from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm joined once again by Mitchell Santaga, also of SmokinTobacco.com. Uh, Mitchell, how are you? Good, yes, and of course, you know, broadcasting here from the Gurkha Cigar Studios in beautiful British Columbia, another beautiful sunny day here, that's why I'm outside in the back, and uh, always uh, don't forget to head over to your local retailer or favorite online shop to pick up Gurkha's brand new offering of the world-renowned ghost series, the Gurkha Ghost (laughs) Connecticut, brand new offering there. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great, Um, you know, it's a, we're starting to get warm weather here in New England, um, it sounds like you guys are starting to get it up there in beautiful British Columbia, uh, mm-hmm. up in Canada, eh? And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a good feeling, you know, that thaw, you know, getting out of the cold, you know? Yep. We, uh, we have a couple days of sun, but then for us in the forecast is another, unfortunately the other, the other very common name for this area is rain Coover because it, uh, Rain-couver. just pretty much doesn't stop raining. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's, uh, you think you're gonna get sunshine, but you're probably just gonna get more rain. But uh, yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, you know, quick update on the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation raffle. We are closing in at almost twelve thousand dollars. So, uh, hats off to everyone out there who donated, who made this possible. Uh, that's quite an accomplishment. Um, we're almost at half of what we did last year. So. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. We also added some new prizes. Uh, we added some more. Some, we added a couple more Fuente prizes. Uh, and there's more to come, too, so don't worry. Uh, we also, today, we added a box of the Golden NFT from La Flor Dominicana. Uh, that was graciously donated to us by owner of NFTs number one and two, Mr. Alexander Martinez, Main Street Cigars. Um, so thank you to him for that. It's uh, very exciting. So there's another, you know, bombshell prize in the mix, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's, it, it's, it's cool. And there's, there's a long list. I, I think there's already more prizes this year than there have been the first two years. And there's, there's still like a lot on the way, um, that I just, they're not in there yet, but they will be. Um, so it's, we got a long way to go. We got like 28 days, I think. So, Ooh. So buckle up and strap in because it's it's a long ride. Um, I'd like to hit thirty thousand. I think that's what we said before. So uh, we're kind of halfway there. Um, I think it's doable. I think we got plenty of time. Oh, also I forgot to add in. Uh, we added a Opus X Society duffel bag um, from the Opus X Society, uh, donated to us by Mr. J Davis of Blue Smoke of Dallas. That's a two thousand dollar value. Um, so really, really exciting stuff. That's um, huge. That's an that's awesome huge. Thank bag. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Uh, he's always been a huge supporter of CFCF as well as the Smoke and Tobacco Show. So, so thank you, Jay. He's a dear friend. Um, but other than that, uh, Mike. So Mike asked how many raffle tickets and all. I don't know the current number. I mean, it's infinite, right? There's not like a certain yeah, number it's available. But in terms of how many we've sold so far, I actually don't have that exact number in front of me. But I will find out. That's a good question. That's a good question. Oh, that's- um, but I know that we already have something like 200 donations, maybe, maybe more. I don't know. So I'll get back to you on that. That's a good one, though. Uh, but tonight we're doing something a little bit different. We have with us a very special guest 
who is a cigar smoker and a cigar lover, but he's not from a cigar brand or retailer, distributor, etc. No, no, no. He is a award-winning country music songwriter, and he's going to perform some songs for us too on the show. So this is going to be uh, a, a very special treat, and I just want to sh- make a shout-out to uh, my boy Wayne Clark from Placencia who helped make this happen. Uh, he's a dear friend of the show. He's a dear friend of mine. Um, I think he'll be on here too. I think he's in a I think he'll be here. So, um, but without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Mr. Dave Gibson. What's going on, guys? Hey, guys. <laughs> it's great to meet y'all. Yeah, you as well. Thanks for being here. This is uh, this is something special. This is uh, this is different than what we normally do. So, very excited for this one. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm proud to be part of the, I guess the first musician who's. Uh, Who's been on the show? It's pretty cool. That's true. That's true. You are the first. So, um, it, this is going to be cigar smoking. <laughs> yeah, and cigar smoking. So it's still, you know, we're still in the cigar realm, but you know, we're doing something different, kind of mix it up from our our normal garb. But uh, but Dave, you know, um, first of all, uh, let's we have to do a couple of things. What are uh, we smoking? What are we smoking tonight? Well, I'm uh, I'm smoking this really awesome cigar that. Uh, by the way, I, I renamed uh, Wayne here, uh, Colonel Wayne Clark Esquire. Uh, oh. he's, he's my new man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he is a cigar distributor. We met uh, this past year um, uh, at a place that we play here called The Local in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, he is a, a distributor for Placencia Cigars, and I had no idea. I'd never heard of them, but he educated me. So this is a fine, fine cigar. These are some of the best cigars I've ever smoked. And this is a Alma del Campo. Oof. So nice choice. thanks to you, Carl. <laughs> that, was, that was my first Placencia cigar. That was the one that hooked me in. That's a great oh, cigar. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a real treat. That's a real treat. Mitchell, what are you smoking? Uh, so tonight I'm uh, lighting up something a little lighter, the Lampert 1675 Edition Rojo. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little Connecticut blend. It's uh, smoking well on this beautiful day as I start my uh, start my journey on cigars tonight. And I am going to light up the Placencia Almafuerte uh, Robustus, uh, which is one of my favorite cigars, as well as one of Nicole's yeah. favorite cigars. She loves these. Uh, and if you head over to the number two guyscigars.com today, you can find this cigar for $19.29. And that's only at the number two guyscigars.com. And as always, we are cutting and lighting our cigars with none other than Cigar Blondie accessories. That's right. I have the beautiful double guillotine cutter right here that I just used. And I will use the sleek. And it looks like it's out of gas. How unfortunate is that? But it's here. I have it. It's the sleek lighter from Cigar Blondie Accessories, only available at CigarBlondie.com. Um, so, Dave, welcome to the show. This is this is um, we're in for we're in for a treat here. You're going to perform some music for us in a little bit, which is awesome because we've never done that. But let's get to know you a little bit first, especially for some of the viewers and listeners at home who who may are not familiar with you and your work. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how long have you been performing music for? Oh, man, I've been performing for as long as I can remember. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to. Uh, Elvis was my hero back in when I was a kid, and I guess I'm dating myself, but that's all right. 
it's all right, Mama. <laughs> That's all right with you. Um, I uh, I got a guitar when I was about 14 years old and learned to started learning to play uh, folk music back in the day. And then I always loved every kind of music, you know, rock and roll, uh, R and B, everything. But uh, I uh, I'm from um, actually I was born in Arkansas, uh, raised out in West Texas. And uh, and then moved back to Arkansas, went to college, and actually uh, uh, moved after that to Chicago, which was colder than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it was culture shock. Uh, I think uh, more more so for them than me. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I at uh, a college, I, I actually taught school up there in Chicago for four years, and I. I went up there to be a commercial artist, I thought, but music took over my life. And uh, and so uh, I had a band in Chicago for uh, eight, nine years and uh, then moved to Nashville in, in 1982. And uh, I was very fortunate to meet a guy who changed my life. And the first year I was here, I had a hit and with a, with a great artist named Steve Warner. And my first hit was a song called Midnight Fire. And uh, it was 1983, and uh, he went on to cut five of my songs, and I had another hit with him called Heart Trouble. And then uh, I, I, I had hits with Tanya Tucker, Alabama. Um, I, I, I went there as a singer-songwriter and became a, a songwriter-singer because uh, <laughs> it took me 10 years, actually, to get a record deal myself. And that, that was a band called the Gibson Miller Band. And we did pretty dang good out there in, uh, in the early 90s. And um, we en ended up having a bunch of uh, top 10s and top 20 songs on the Billboard charts. And, uh, and then we ended up winning the uh, Academy of Country Music Award in 1993 for the best new group. Wow. So that was pretty damn cool. Wow. That's awesome. Congrats. That is awesome. <laughs> so in the interim interim period after that after that after the band and everything i've been doing all uh, writing and producing and um just doing all kinds of stuff even writing children's books so i've, I've done a lot of things and uh but uh, i'm still writing songs and I, I love music um working with a couple of young artists that are awesome and then i uh i met uh, wayne here last year and we we uh, just you know we're like brothers of another mother you know we we just hit it off right away because I I was uh, smoking cigars when I met him and, and he said hey uh, you're smoking over there I I, I, I distribute cigars I said really <laughs> so that's kind of how we met and uh, it's been a very cool relationship and uh, he's the ex he's the one who actually got me in on on the show tonight so I'm, I'm very proud to to be here with you guys and sing some songs for you and talk about cigars <laughs> yeah no absolutely we're, we're so glad to have you um you know you you mentioned a few names i mean um you know mu music people you've worked with and, and people who, you know that were an inspiration for you and i've you know reading about you and some of the people that you know you mentioned like marty robbins stuck out to me i saw you you had in there marty oh. robbins and i was like I know Marty Robbins, and it's funny because oh, yeah. I feel like today, I mean, I'm 29. Mitchell, how old are you? Are you 30? 30. Yeah, so, like, people our age, I mean, most of them don't know Marty Robbins and Buddy Holly and have an affinity for Elvis like I do. 
um it, it's just you know it's just not really existent right it's like oh that's my grandparents music but like you know <laughs> i but I, i've always loved it and you know growing up um you know as a kid in the early 90s and the 2000s our, you know my parents never really um they never really played a lot of the the hip-hop and the the pop music and the current stuff at that time they always kind of had on country music on the radio so i mean i i was listening to like you know early 90s and 80s country growing up i mean that's mostly what i listened to then i got to an age i started getting into rock and all the other stuff too that you know i i got into but yeah so for me that was like that was like the beginning was all that like older country yeah. stuff so i i i love that yeah that, that's so cool but because you know, I, where I grew up in a place called, I always call it God's forsaken country, Odessa, Texas. Mm. I said, how can anybody ever live out here except for, oh, well, there's oil out here. I get it. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, we used to watch Roy Orbison on TV on a little uh, screen about this big, you know, black and white TV. <laughs> and he wasn't even a star back in those days. And then uh, Buddy Holly was uh, right down the road in Lubbock. Texas, and of course Marty Robbins. I mean, he was one of my favorite artists uh, of all times. But Elvis was really my, the reason I started singing. You know, I got on stage when, in the fifth grade, and I sang a, a song called "Old Chap," and another one called "Man Good," and uh, I loved it. And, and so, anyway, I, I, I didn't start writing songs actually till I forgot to tell you that. That was in Chicago. I had a jazz piano player that liked me, and he had written a lot of songs. And he said, you want to write a song? Have you ever written a song? I said, I, not really. So he showed me a poem that he had written. He said, you write a melody to this. And, and I did, and I, and I just fell in love with writing songs. And that was, that was just the beginning of everything. I was in my 20s, you know. And so uh, didn't move to Nashville until in my 30s. Uh, uh, so... But it was all timing. Everything has always been timing in my career, so that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, you you mentioned you met. Uh, sorry, uh, I stumbled there. You mentioned writing songs and, and starting writing songs. You know, it now you know, you've been writing songs for years. Um, I think the first question that comes to my mind is, you know, where do, where do you find the inspiration for the songs you write? I mean, does is it's one of those things where. You kind of get a little bit of it, and then you kind of build off of it, or do you, do you go into it, you know, fresh because you want to write about a, a particular thing or a person or, or an emotion or a feeling or an event that happened? Uh, how how does that inspiration come to you? Well, you know, it, there's, I've got a saying that that I'm writing, actually writing a book, and it maybe the title, the working title of the book is the rule is there ain't no rules. I mean, I've, I've gotten uh, ideas from movies. I've gotten ideas that just pop into my head. Uh, I've gotten ideas from what people say. Uh, it usually starts with an idea, but sometimes it starts with a guitar lick. And um, because when I learned to play guitar, uh, I always wanted to be a really, really good hot player, you know, but I, I never really was. Every time I picked up the, the guitar, I had a song in my head. I wanted to write a song. So that was, that was my talent that God gave me. So I, I said, you know, when I, when I finally make it someday, that's, you know, uh, maybe that's how it's going to be. So I kind of built my song, my, my career on songs, uh, other people cutting my songs. And, and then I eventually got to, to do my own thing when we had the band with the Gibson Miller band. 
And um, it, it's just been a real uh, wild, crazy journey my life has been. I've probably lived three or four different lifetimes. And we won't get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been here for uh, be 41 years in, in June. And uh, I'm still I still love the music. I, you know, you know, I don't really care about uh, some of the things that are going on in, in country music. Uh, but, you know, something there are some great things out there, new new artists that are doing great things. And 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 of course, you know, Merle Haggard and Buck Owens and all those guys and, and Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson, they were all my heroes, you know. And, and I, I just, uh, I'm just glad that I'm still here. You know, they ain't run me out yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're still kicking. Um, so Dave, I know you're going to have, you have a, a couple of songs you're going to perform for us. So, uh, why don't I let you, why don't I let you do the first one and we'll kind of, kind of get into this a little bit. Cause I'm excited. I'm, I want to hear oh, this. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was mentioning before, sometimes things come out of a guitar lick. Yeah. So yeah. I, I uh, was sitting in my, my room one time, and, and uh, I just came up with this little lick, and I said, man, that's pretty cool, you know? And I said, hmm, what, the, what could that be about? So I decided to write this song about a boy who went from the country to the city, and he went to, from Tennessee or Mississippi or wherever he came from, Arkansas, to Memphis. And uh, he met a girl that night, and uh, it's all about the girl that he met. <laughs> oh, wow. Not exactly sure, you know, who she was or, or, or what she was, but he met her on the street. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, she was a girl of the night. The uh, Confederate Railroad Band did this song and made it a number one. It's one of my one of my biggest songs I've ever had out there, so I'm pretty proud of it. It's hacked up to Memphis, a young boy in my prime. All bad big old city he's my George of mine after just one hour I met this southern girl she said they called me the queen of Memphis she took me around the world and I saw some dancing on the water I heard Elvis Singing blue suede shoes That old muddy river was my witness Now I fell in love with the Queen of Memphis Fill all my dreams for the king of 
man at night in the arms of a Memphis queen. And I saw stars dancing on the water. Hey, I heard Elvis singing blue suede shoes. Down on Muddy River was my witness. And I fell in love with the Queen of Memphis. Just like that old man River, she keep rolling through my mind. And you know I can't forget her. She was one of the town, and I saw stars dancing on the water. I heard Elvis singing blue suede shoes. Down on the river was my witness, and I fell in love with the Queen of Memphis. Wow, that was awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Round of applause. That, that was great. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's funny. Wayne messaged me. He's like, "Is it sound good?" I'm like, "Yes, it's it's perfect. <laughs> it's, oh, cool. it's, it's it's clear on my end." So that yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounded oh, really okay. good. That was awesome too. Um, that uh, that just I see for me like when I hear that when I hear that music, I, I don't know. It's just it, it it hits a it hits a special spot for me, and um, I I love it. And and honestly. For me, there's a visual that comes to mind. You know, we talk about smoking cigars, right? And what's your ideal setting? What's, you know, what's your favorite pairing, whatever? For me, it's like, you know, listen. One of my favorite things is is good music, whether it's country, whether it's, you know, rock. One of the two. Um, usually something classic. Oh, I think we lost Mitchell. Uh, usually something classic. Um, a good cigar and some good bourbon. And that's that's my that's like my ideal thing and um you know it's funny we have a and wayne i think i think wayne knows this but we, there's a shop up here uh, i'll give a shout out to twin smoke shop awesome place if anyone knows about it if you've ever been there cool it's a cool place it's kurt kendall's place of uh, 724 and he's got this amazing bar upstairs and all they play is you know classic rock classic country all that stuff they got an amazing whiskey list. They got every whiskey you could imagine, and it's just one of my favorite places to go and just listen to good music, and drink some bourbon, have a cigar, and that's like that's just that's like the best time, really. So this was uh, this is uh, this is quite the show tonight. No, oh, that's that's that was my takeaway after that. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm excited. This is awesome. Oh, cool, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I uh, I I love music. I love all kinds of music as long as it's good, you know. It uh, uh, I'm all, across all genres. I, I'm just I'm just a, a big fan of anything that that turns me on. You know, um, ever since I was a kid, you know, country blues, rock and roll. I don't care what I like some some hip hop. You know, I, I like yeah. I like a lot of different things, and uh, if it moves me, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it. You know. One of the things I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned blues, you meant, you know, 
from Texas. And one of my favorite artists that I love to death. It's one of, it's one of my favorites to listen to, especially when I'm drinking bourbon and I'm smoking cigars. It's just it's like one of my ideal settings. Um, Stevie Ray. Um, oh yeah. Where, where does Stevie Ray, you know, in at least in in your influence or just you know in your mind, I guess. Where where does Stevie Ray um, kind of fit in there on the list? Uh, he's one of my favorites. You know, I, I mean, I always love Texas blues. Uh, Stevie Ray was one of a kind. I, I actually love uh, Jimmy Vaughn too. You know, I, I have yeah. that album that he he did with uh, Stevie Ray, and um, I, I just I just love something that makes me feel good. That makes me want to makes me want to move. Makes me want to dance. I, I mean, it's just like R and B. Chuck Berry's is one of my biggest heroes of all. He, I think he's the father of rock and roll uh, because he was one of the most amazing songwriters that ever, ever lived and ever wrote anything. And uh, I, I just, uh, and, and so, did the, so the Beatles sought that too, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and a lot of other, <laughs> you know, Eric Clapton and all, everybody, you know, they, they learned so much from Chuck Berry, and uh, I, I just, uh, to shout out to you, Chuck, I mean, <laughs> you're up there in heaven, and, and thank you for for being a, an incredible uh, influence on all the music, especially rock and roll, because it's, it's just, I mean, he, he, he started, you know, the white boy blues, you know? And, it's true. And so... <laughs> And uh, Elvis learned so much from the black singers back in the day. You know, it's it just uh, Robert Johnson. It's just one of my favorite of all times. You know, he's the father of blues. They said, you know, uh, he made the deal with the devil down there in Mississippi. <laughs> At the crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were just down there, my buddy and I, because he's right from there, from Cleveland, Mississippi. And we got to go to the crossroads. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's just an amazing hotter than hell. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <It's summertime. laughs> That's why the devil's there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like it's like that's that's where it all it came from. You know, it's it's just uh, just amazing um, uh, the influences that I've had in my life. You know, it's it's just. All, all mean something to me. Like Bob Seger, you know, my partner in the in the Gibson Miller band, Blue Miller, uh, who played with Bob for years. I mean, for years, he played on all the albums, you know, from Bob Seger Seven to Smoking Old Peas, uh, all those albums before the Silver Bullet Band. And um, anyway, uh, I won't go into the story about how he didn't end up in the Silver Bullet Band. But uh, he became my partner in the Gibson Miller Band, and, and we have some awesome music. In, in fact, I was just uh, telling uh, Wayne here that uh, uh, we did, you know, we, we ended up winning that Academy of Country Music Award in 93, and our last album had uh, a version of Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up To Be Cowboys that we did in 4-4 four, four time instead of 3-quarter time. And... Uh, we had opened the show up for Waylon Jennings in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And uh, we went on his bus and talked to he and Jesse uh, Coulter. And uh, they said, look, Waylon, we're not going to do uh, Mama's because that's your song. He says, what do you mean, Hoffs? 
I hate that song. I never do that song. <laughs> he said, but I love your version. You better do it. And that was, it was just unbelievable because we were singing the song on stage, and all of a sudden, everybody, just the whole place was in an uproar. And like, oh, thing, we're doing great, man. And then we looked over, and Wayland's has come out there to sing with us. And it was the most wow. amazing moment because <laughs> he always – and then he started doing – he started doing the song uh, uh, in his in his in his show uh, with a, in a medley with "Good Hearted Woman" and a, and a bunch of other songs that he did at the same beat, you know, because it was in four four time instead of three quarter time, you know. Mama, right. don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. And it ended up our version of that ended up in the uh, uh, beginning of a movie called "The Cowboy Way." And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but Keeper Sutherland and uh, Woody Harrelson star in the movie, and it's hilarious. It's 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 really a funny movie, and uh, so we 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 got our uh, our version. We were on the soundtrack of that of that movie. So check it out sometime if you get a chance. I will. I haven't seen that movie, but I I will definitely check that out for sure. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Nice. Um, we had a we had a. It looks like um. You guys answer it in the comments, but just for those listening, we, we did have a question from Mike. If other artists cut your songs, do you get paid every time the song airs? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, the thing about it that people don't understand is that uh, uh, when you uh, when you get uh, a song on, on streaming, uh, subscriptions, you know, uh, that's on the digital streaming platform, Sure. you don't make anywhere near as much as you make on regular terrestrial radio so that that has been something that has you know kind of been a a whole lot of stuff to deal with you know as far as being a songwriter and as a publisher you know we don't make uh, anywhere near the money that we used to make on, on regular radio so but uh yeah every time every time that song is played we do get paid we get paid something, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing. <laughs> Would you say, you know, it, it's funny you, you mentioned that, you know, and and thinking back, you know, you're seeing a lot more performers and, and artists embarking on more tours, playing more shows, and have these big longer tours. That are 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 people, you know, making up their money that they seem to be not bringing in as much from you know traditional record sales or radio royalties by performing more and going out on the road more. Um, yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right because that, you know, especially when COVID hit and there was no, you couldn't go out and perform. Right. You know, and then after that, it exploded, you know, uh, and then all the ticket prices went, you know, way Through up the too. Roof. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And it's like, I mean, good for the artists, you know. I mean, good for me, good for, for anybody who does live performances. Um, but especially the stars that are happening. Yeah, I mean, if, if I told you how much money we made on the on the road with the Gibson Miller Band back in the early 90s, I mean, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, compared to what the, the, the artists are making today, I mean, it's just like, it's like night and day. But, you know, it's just the way it is. And uh, I, I, I'm still writing songs, still performing. 
and, and because I, I love the music and I, I guess I'd do it even if I, I didn't get paid. <laughs> yeah, you love the game, right? You know, you, you do you, you do it because you love it, you know, and uh, that's when you do something you love, that's where the passion comes from. So, um, yeah, I definitely get that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. We have a news alert. And just allow me to take a second to read this before I. So we, we actually have breaking news, cigar related breaking news. Um, that I'm going to break here right on the show right now. Uh, this email just came in from the Premium Cigar Association. Uh, STG returns to the PCA trade show with Forge Cigar Company. Uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group announces today that the company is returning as an exhibitor to the 2023 Premium Cigar Association. So, Mitchell, one has, one has come back. One has come back. Look at that. And I don't you know, know what? If, I don't know if Wayne's, you know, there in the listening in the background. I mean, I know he's not with them, but I mean, he's he's an industry guy. Uh, <laughs> STG is back. Um, whether you, you know, I mean, whether it's just Forge or not, I, I took that as they are back at the show. That is big news. That is breaking news right now. STG Whoa. is coming back to PCA. Wow, that is crazy. That, that, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say that our uh, our interview was uh, pretty much the main catalyst for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, what were you? Wayne, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say that's that's uh, that's huge for that's huge for the industry. That's that's huge for PCA. Uh, that that's really big for for Forged as well. You know, I, I think it's yeah. it's important that this industry realizes that we have to be a cohesive unit because we're under attack every day of the week. So when you have factions break off and think that. You know they they can do a little bit better or or maybe they're not in line a hundred percent but if they're if they're eighty percent in line with what we're trying to do as an industry then we're all better off uh so i think that's that's exciting it's great um i i think that you know in in my uneducated opinion i feel like they might have thought that uh the pca would fold and you know come Come crying, come running back. back away, come running back, and uh, you know, give them more control. But the reality of the fact is, the industry is stronger than we've ever been, and it's exciting that that uh, STG, who you know, disclaimer, I, I used to work for, uh, is is back in the fold. It's really cool. It's great as an industry. I'm really excited that they're back. Um, and, and truthfully, I don't think that that's going to be the last one you hear about. I think these guys are seeing that we need to be a cohesive unit. And if we're not a cohesive unit as an industry and all fighting against this, this government overreach, uh, we're, we're in trouble. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's great to see them back. And, you know, I, I have Placencia, I don't think, has a position, uh, an official opinion on that. But my, opi my opinion is that the more the merrier. Uh, Come on home. Come back home. We'll welcome you with open arms. Absolutely. Of and I know we normally we have our news segment that we normally do. I'm gonna kind of roll this in with that and uh, uh, just and just read off the ad that our news this night tonight was brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. Uh, if you head to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. And while you're at it, head over to Facebook and join the McAuliffe Ambassadors Facebook group to smoke along with all your fellow McAuliffe ambassadors. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's going to be the news segment for tonight. So we, we've already gotten that out of the way. But I just I saw it. I saw it come up as we were talking and I was just like, oh, shit, this is huge news. I got to I got to say something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's Dave, massive. so Dave, I'm sorry. I don't mean to like take a detour there but it was uh on the cigar front that was that was that's major news so um but we got we got our news out of the way so now it's we're back to well, you <laughs> that's a good thing though because uh i heard you say that uh it could be that from my singing and my performance made them come back is that correct <laughs> yeah you know yep. you, you need to be at that it's show that... you need to be at that show hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do exactly wayne make it happen Wayne, make it happen. <laughs> oh yeah, so you know you might be uh, you might be the lucky charm here, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know it's, it's don't forget now it's Colonel Colonel Wayne Clark Esquire. <laughs> oh, that's right, Colonel Wayne Clark Esquire. That's right. Uh, Wayne, you better update that on Facebook. Make it official. <laughs> So yes, that's 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 major news. But I want to get back to our interview though because uh, we can talk about that later. Um, but Dave, I know you have some more songs you want to play. So I'm not sure where we left off from, but um, I'll let you if you have you have uh, the next one that you want to perform. It's it's all you, man. I do, I do. I, I and I, I have a little intro I'd like to do on this song because uh, absolutely. This song was written about. Um, I guess maybe almost five years ago and uh, well two years before COVID happened and uh, all the political stuff hit the fan here in the states and um, when we wrote the song uh, we had no idea that all this stuff was going to happen in the future but uh, 2020 uh, uh, actually 9-11 is when this song came out Wow. And um, it, uh, unfortunately, uh, it didn't hit the radio charts, but it was on the, the, uh, all the streaming platforms uh, with a, an artist uh, named Josiah Siska, who's one of my best friends. And uh, he's a young guy that's, uh, he's like, uh, I don't know, he's, he's, he's the future of a real country music, you know. He's got a voice like Johnny Cash. He's just amazing amazing singer and uh, uh, they put the song out but they they did not uh, end up taking it to, to terrestrial radio and so it didn't do as well as I was hoping that it would do you know I said man what a time to bring this out what a it was a perfect timing 9-11 uh, in the middle of all the crap that went on and we had written the song two years before that and I was like wow this is meant to be well, it, it, it didn't happen at that point in time, but uh, it, it will come out again. Uh, it could be re-released on Josiah, but uh, what I want to talk about a little bit here is the song, because the song means so much to me as a co-writer. Uh, it's one of the best songs I've ever been a part of. And um, even though it didn't make it back in the day, this song means uh, so much to everybody now. I don't. Uh, I guess you guys know, or maybe you know the news about what happened a couple of days ago here in Nashville of the last school shooting. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it's devastated this community. Um, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's it's right around the corner from where I used to live uh, in Green Hills here here in Nashville, and and it's just so sad 
And the, I, I, I want this song to be a healing song for everybody. Uh, and that's the reason I want to do it. Uh, it, 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 it just, it just, we did it the, we did it the other night when we play this place called the local every Monday night here in Nashville and everybody loved the song. Uh, and one of the co-writers on this song, uh, Doug Johnson, who actually introduced, uh, my partner, I blue Miller with the Gibson Miller band. He had a uh, cardiac arrest a couple of days ago. Uh, in fact, the day after all that shooting, and we're all praying I'm for him. Sorry to hear that. So you guys, um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. He uh, runs a, a, the label that Josiah's on called Black River, and uh, I'm going to do this song because uh, it means so much to me, and I, and I want to, I just want to heal, try to heal the world, you know, in some way or another through a song. I want more money, honey. Tell me who don't. Then I could buy you that little house you want. Be nice not to worry about what bills aren't paid. Give you the life always dream you'd have someday but for now it can wait I'm content just to make it home to you it's enough that you know I've done all that I can do I've done everything just knowing that you have a safe place to fall in a world gone mad. Wish I could tell you that I'd always be there. Every time we say goodbye, I don't get a little scared. Wish people weren't crazy. Wish times were good. Wish we could leave our doors unlocked like our grandparents could. But for now, it can wait. I'm content. Just to make it home to you, it's enough to pretend I've done all that I can do. I've got everything just knowing that you have a safe place to fall in a world gone I pray our children live to see the day we all find a better way that seems so far away. So for now, 
It can wait. I'm content just to make it home to you. It's enough that you know I've done all that I can do. I've got everything just knowing that you have a safe place to fall in a world gone mad. Safe place to fall in a world gone Yeah, that's a beautiful song. That was a beautiful song. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that, brother. And so someone had commented on here, Nova Murphy, wonderful voice. You do. You have an amazing voice. Oh, thank you so much. You I do. appreciate that. You know, it's funny. It's funny. You kind of, I don't know. I mean, to me, I I, I get a little bit of little bit of Johnny Cash in your voice there, too, and it's... It's, it's, <laughs> that's a compliment. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful stuff. Well, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm working with this younger guy and he's a producer and <laughs> everything. He's, he's more of a rock and roll guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he told me, he said, you know, you're, you're kind of like a country Iggy Pop. <laughs> That's that's an interesting one too. <laughs> I said, Hell, I love I love that guy. <laughs> that's that's a compliment. Thanks. You know, you know, that's, that's the thing about music too. I mean, you know, and like cigars or whatever. You know, there's there's so many there's so many different channels. There's so many different voices. There's so many different themes and genres and flavors and sounds and there's, there's so many different things <laughs> that you know there's there's so much room in the world for all all these different voices you know and that's and i think that's yeah. what makes music so powerful is, is just you know there's never going to be at least to me in my opinion i don't think that there's ever going to be a a, a a a time place or existence of you know there's not enough room for for every voice to be heard you know especially musically and uh I think yeah. that's what makes it so great. There's this just, you know, we talk about rock, we talk about, you know, folk, country, um, so many genres yeah. and subgenres, and I think it's that's what makes it special. Well, you know, uh, the one thing I've always said that I've always been saved by a song. You know, my whole career is is has been based around uh, that, and uh, I just believe that music heals the world. Without music, I mean, what would we have, really? You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 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 what we we live our lives by. You know, ever since I, I was a kid, and I mean, today, I mean, everybody listens to music. That's just, it's just without it, we would we would have a, a very dull world. It would, it, <laughs> I can't imagine it. You know. You know, I I think music can like 
like Matt said, has a lot of parallels with cigars and, and music, and especially like the fact that it can bring people together from all walks of life, right? You can it does. all sit down and listen to a song together and bond over that, and yeah. each person themselves can have their own unique experience within that song, right? How they hear it, how they feel it, what it makes them feel, right? And as, as cigars do, right? We all love different kinds of cigars, but we all yeah. sit down here and, and enjoy the aspect of it right and um yeah absolutely it's wonderful yeah yeah you know when i was a kid uh my dad smoked cigars and um he he was funny he would smoke those i mean they probably weren't uh they're probably not any better today than they were back then but he smoked white owls and elroy tans and and he'd smoke them down about halfway and then he'd chew the rest of them <laughs> 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 I feel like a lot of that still goes on, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think it does. <laughs> what, what, uh, what? When was your? When did your cigar journey kind of start? What brought you into cigars? Was there anything particular that really, like, you know, brought you to to premium cigars, or was it just something that was, like, you said, your dad was always enjoying cigars? You know something. I really hated it back in the day when, when he would spit out the window and, you know, <laughs> when we were riding in the car and it was like, it was like come on, And it dad. smelled. <laughs> I tell you, I, I really never smoked cigarettes. I really always hated cigarettes. And uh, I, uh, I didn't smoke until about, well, I guess 94. And uh, a, a friend of mine, asked me if I wanted to go to this smoker. And um, it was a, for a restaurant here in Nashville. Uh, uh, and uh, it's called the Sunset Grill. And uh, we went there and they had all this food, all these different cigars for every course of the meal and all these different wines. And uh, I just got in, I said, this is really cool. <laughs> and so, so, girlfriend that I ended up marrying, uh, she was with me and uh, she kind of puffed on it a little bit and she, she didn't, she never smoked or anything. She just like, okay, whatever. And so, <laughs> but I, I myself, I got into it. So <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's one of the reasons that uh, she ended up believing me. I don't know. I don't know but, but it was like, anyway, she, it's all good. That's all good. Um, uh, cigar smoking has been something that relaxed me. Whenever I'm sitting down to write a song, I, I always kind of like to write outside or somewhere where I can smoke. And um, okay. it's been, uh, it's just been this thing that writing songs and smoking cigars has been my thing for ever since then, you know. Guess and, the creative uh, juice is flowing. <laughs> It, it does. It relaxes me. And, 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 and of course, I mean, I, you don't inhale cigars. I only know one buddy of mine who does. I said, you're going to, that's going to really, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Long term, it won't be good. <laughs> Whatever, you know, I mean, I was like, but I just, uh, I just love the fact that, that I can sit down and I can have coffee or a drink or something. I, I smoke in the mornings. I, you know, a lighter cigar in the mornings, 
but it's just it's just been a, a thing for me to write songs and smoke cigars. So hey, you know that's that's why I do it, and that's the long and the short of it. <laughs> no, you know, for sure. No, I mean honestly though, it, it kind of doesn't surprise me. What, what do we talk about all the time? You know, cigars are great. It's social aspect when you're by yourself, it relaxes, calms. It's your peaceful place. People people smoke cigars at the end of their work day. They come home, they have a cigar, and they just they have their moment to unwind, right? And, of course, when you say, hey, I like to relax with a cigar, and I go outside, I smoke my cigar, I write my music. I mean, that's that's got to be your zen, you know, just having a cigar and writing your music. Maybe you get your guitar with you, kind of go through, you find some music there, and, and, and you're in your world, man. And that's that's got to be your happiest place. It really is, you know, and and I, it's just uh, it's just really uh, um, been my thing, and and even I was we went outside. I was riding today with a couple of buddies of mine. We went outside. I said, "Let's go outside, dude," and um, we'll just ride out out there. You know, it was pretty pretty nice day here in Nashville, and um, so. We went out there and we smoked and drank, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we ended up writing a great song. Uh, I, I I don't know all the words or I'd do that tonight, but uh, I would like to do a, a song for you that that that's kind of like uh, uh, kind of a, a story of my life, and I, I pitched it to Willie Nelson, and it's kind of parallels Willie's life in a way. So. Okay. Uh, Is this one ain't looking back? Yes, yes yeah. it is. All righty. All right, I'm going to do it for you guys. Drinking every drop of light. Tasting every. Living, loving, laughing, feeling all the pain. Gypsy music man on a one-way track. I ain't looking back. Counting every grain of sand in that old hourglass. Watching them fall into history. Raising the toes to the past. Writing a lot of songs about whiskey with my friend Jack. And I ain't looking back I ain't waiting on heaven And I ain't scared of hell I'm too busy living If you couldn't tell I'm still out here in the fast lane Top down, no slowing down to a crawl Till I hear last call and all the cards are stacked I ain't looking back. I loved a lot of ladies, and man, they sure loved me. But not like my old Gibson I've had since 63. The only thing I got left was strings attached. But I ain't looking back. This old guitar. A thousand memories we keep rolling, riding, dreaming, singing about heartaches, lies, love, and leaving. 
and promises that might have been, and lovers that we thought were friends, and all the things that we believed in, but didn't last. And even when I think I'm too weak to fight, I'll still be kicking out the footlights. And when my life story finally fades to black, I ain't looking back. Oh no, ain't looking back. Awesome. Thank you, I think man. you're muted, Matt. I was uh, muted. Sorry. <laughs> is, uh, I said that's awesome. Is that the first? Is that the first time? I guess anyone's really heard that song outside of playing it for for people you know. Well, yeah, I've played it on on stage two or three times down at the place we played down at the local. Uh, played mm -hmm. it at the Country Music Hall of Fame uh, a few months ago, and some guy out of the audience comes up to me afterward and he said, man, you just, you wrote my life. And I said, well, yeah, dude, it's my life too. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate Again, to that song. Yeah. That's yeah, a, good, that's a great, great thing song. about music, right? It connects Thank us all. Thank you so and much. And did Maybe you old Willie will cut it. Who knows, you know? Uh, well, I was going to say, whatever. you said you presented it to, to, to Willie Nelson, but, uh, but, but you don't know if he's going to record it? Oh, I don't even, I don't know if he's heard it or not. I, I got it to him to two or three different ways, but I mean, you never know, you know, uh, his producer, I know his producer pretty well, but uh, I, you just, it's a crapshoot, you know? I mean, yep. everything has always been timing in my, in my life and my career as, as everybody's, you know, and uh, he may or may not, but I'm going to put the song, I'm going to record it here real soon. Uh, we're all, I got a session all set up for next month, so yeah. Nice, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, me too. That song, that song was awesome. I really like that. I got well, like, now. I'm like, I, I gotta have that song. Like, I gotta listen to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, Thank you, man. I... Absolutely. We we have a couple of questions from the audience. Um, the first question is from mike what brand of guitar is your go-to well this guitar right here there's a special story behind it uh it's a gill guitar big body gill and uh this is the one i play most of the time and um i was uh, very fortunate to get this guitar i had no idea who owned it when i went to the shop who had owned it when i went to the shop to, uh to look for it I was just looking around and I saw it on the wall and uh, my buddy uh, Walter Carter who owns uh, Carter's Vintage Instruments down here in Nashville he's one of my oldest friends uh, we used to ride together when he wrote for the Oak Ridge Boys down back in the early 80s and um, I, I'm in there looking and I, I take this guitar off the wall and I start playing it and he comes over and he says you like that guitar and I said I love this guitar and he says, well, why don't you buy it? I said, well, I don't really have the money right now. But he says, ah, that's all right. I'll put a sold sign on it. I said, no, 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 Walter. Don't do that. I said, I don't know when I'm going to have the money. Well, <laughs> he put it on there, and I came back in a couple of, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And, and I said, I, 
I won't take it to our Walter. And he says, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put in the case for you. And he says, you know who owned this guitar, don't you? And I said, uh, I have no idea. I just, I just picked it up and I loved it. And he said, well, the, the name, the name, who, the guy who owned it, it was on the back of the tag. And I said, well, Walter, I never looked at the back of the tag. <laughs> I just saw the price. And I said, well, I don't have the money right now. <laughs> he says, well, let me just show you something. So as he was putting it all in there, he said, let me show you these, uh, these couple of lyrics here, handwritten lyrics, uh, one for uh, When You Say Nothing At All. Uh, Keith Whitley and Lori Morgan or Keith Whitley uh, and the Great gambler song. and I'm like are you kidding me this was Don Schlitz guitar wow and, and Don Schlitz was like and, and he's in both halls of fame you know yeah I mean he's so many big monster songs and <laughs> he said well here, here it is here's the here's the uh, uh, the, the thing that he, he gave it to Vince Gill for some kind of, uh, you know, uh, thing he had, uh, uh, you know, people give money to, uh, Charity. what? Charity. Charity. I couldn't think of the damn word. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Charity and, and Vince sold it to somebody. They bought it and they, they brought it back in. I guess they couldn't play it or whatever. And, um, uh, he, said that this guitar was his main writing guitar for 15 years and performing guitar wow. and recording guitar. And it's like, I got it. I mean, I tell you, I got a jewel here and I've written so many songs on this guitar since I've had it. I've had it four or five years now. And it's just like amazing, just amazing. <laughs> Walter Carter, he he has like that special, like he has his regular, like showcase floor, but then he's got that special room, right, where, oh where yeah. he's got all those yeah hidden guitars. guitars. <laughs> yeah, my my uh my dad went down to Nashville a couple years ago and uh, was invited up there to to play some of those guitars, and he uh, he had some video, and I was like, man, those are. Those are some of the most amazing guitars I've ever seen, and uh, yeah, we're hoping. I'm hoping one day to head down to Nashville with him and and uh, get some playing done. And oh uh, yeah, man, are you a, you're, you're a player yourself, songwriter, singer, songwriter? Yeah, I've been playing guitar for about I don't know 20, 20 odd years, I guess now. Um, oh, cool, my dad man. as well. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, actually, I have a I have a guild sitting in my in my. Uh, my living room right now, a little tubador, uh, yeah. short little guy, 12, uh, was it like a little yeah, 12 cool. fretter? It's a nice, yeah, yeah, Very I love cool, that thing. Man. Just jam it, I jam it all the time with my with my daughter. We just play whatever, whatever hits the soul, yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> Mitchell, you gotta come jam well, on gotta... the show more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I probably should have brought my old Gibson, uh, because actually, that's. When I wrote that song, I ain't it's looking back. I wrote it on, I wrote it on that guitar. And uh, a quick story: uh, a, a guy I sold it to in high school in 1963. Uh, bought it from me. I sold it to him for $250, and um, it was a J50, uh, uh, which is a not the Sunburst, but the, the 
the regular, you know, top. Right. And um, he said, if you'll come to the 30th high school reunion, I'll give you that guitar back. And wow. I'm like, what? what are you saying? He said, yeah, man. I, I, he said, I don't play guitar anymore. And I want you to have it because you've done well in the music business. And when I went down there to get that guitar, it was when I opened up that case, it was like getting a child back. It was just the most amazing thing. And uh, I've still got it and, it, and it sounds fantastic. I don't take it out a whole lot because it just means so much to me, you know. So yeah, that, that, the, the aged wood, <laughs> the aged wood on a guitar, you know, you can't, no matter what you, uh, you find on the shelves, the age, the age sound, you can't replicate it, right? There's just nothing like it. My dad has, I don't know, he's got an old uh, Takamine is based off of the yeah. the Martin Dreadnought, and oh, they sure, pretty sure. much just like they pretty much just like inch for inch copied the exact guitar, and you know over the years it's just developed this tone that you you can't get on any new guitar, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's hard to find, very hard to find. I've I've got an old Takamine. And uh, I, I just, uh, I love it too. It's it just, yeah. just, guitars are like children. You know, they really are. They're, they're like lovers in a way too, because <laughs> My, <laughs> that line in that song is like, the only thing I got left with strings attached is <laughs> very true. <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when I bought my first guitar, my dad, he had a similar story when he was a kid. He sold a Gibson uh, Gold Top Les Paul, and he regrets it, you know, ever since this day. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a story where, you know, on the 30th year reunion, he got it back. But uh, as soon as I started playing guitar, he said, promise me every guitar you ever buy, don't ever sell it. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. Believe me, brother, I have sold I, and the the one thing that I regret most of all was selling my '69 Tele. I mean, oh my, my, my God. Telecast, we wow. played. I played him on stage for for probably 25 years, and then when we had the game band, I played it in all our videos and everything. And and I I, I regret that. That was my my biggest probably my biggest regret <laughs> that I ever did. Hey, maybe you never know. 10, 20 years from now, we'll come back to you too. Yeah, it, yeah, you never know. I got the 63 back, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be, you know. It, it was meant to be. You like, you know, at least with, with the Gibson, you, you got it back. I mean, it Yeah. You know, it came back it to pretty, you. It's pretty It's pretty wild, you know. And uh, my buddy was in the Navy, and he took it all over the world, you know. And he went to Nam and, and uh, for all those years, for 30 years, you know, he was – he he was out traveling the world, so there was a lot of a lot of good juju in that that guitar. Nice, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And it's funny you you see you see a lot of these artists and, and musicians out there that they get all these old guitars, and, and some of them like look all beat up. And you say to yourself, you know, well, they must have hundreds of guitars, like you know, they could have a new guitar all the time. It's like why, you know, why they hang on to these old guitars? And it's like, well, I mean, they're sentimental. The, you know, like Mitchell said, you know, the, the sound changes, and you know, they're they're special, and you can't let them go. And 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 I think that uh, the instrument is is, you know, the story behind it, or you know, 
the way it performs, whatever it is, you know, it's it's such an important piece that I think a lot of people don't think a lot about. You know, people get, you know, all the songs and stuff and the history, but it's like, yeah, but those, but that instrument, you know, or th that guitar, or those two guitars, or whatever, you see the, the people, you know, time and time again, they, they, they play the, you see people, you go see a, you go see a band, you know, at a concert, and you see them playing the same guitar that they've, they have 30, 40 years ago. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think it speaks a lot to that. You know, it's, no, that's, that's, that guitar has been with them, or, you know, that guitar is, um, you know, it tells a story in itself, just being there. And I think that's special. Absolutely, you know, and uh, I had actually, you know, I got a couple of different versions of that I Ain't Looking Back song. And, and my buddy, uh, uh, Jeff Prince, uh, he, he, a few years ago, he had uh, the, the last uh, uh, hit with Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson on a song called Django and Jimmy about uh, Django Reinhardt and Jimmy Rogers. That Jimmy Rogers was Merle Haggard's uh, hero, and Django Reinhardt was uh, Willie Nelson's hero, and uh, he wrote it with this other guy, and, and and it became a hit. Well, it wasn't a huge hit, but uh, I mean, I would give anything to to you know to have a song cut by Willie and Merle Haggard. I mean, that's just like royalty. You know, you don't get no better than that. And Willie's had his guitar since 69. Uh, the, the trigger, you know, with a hole in it. Yep. And that old gut string, Martin. And I'm telling you, uh, Jeff told me, he said, you know, you ought to change that one line there about the 63 uh, Gibson. Uh, change it to, uh, uh, I loved a lot of ladies, but I left them all behind. But not, <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> Uh, unlike that old guitar I've had since 69. And he said, Willie might, you know, that might, you know, <laughs> he might hear right. that and say, well, yeah, that's right, that's me. You know, <laughs> but it, so I, I got a couple of versions of it. So <laughs> whatever it takes to get Willie to cut my song. <laughs> Hopefully he will. Hopefully he will. That would, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, little subliminal messaging there <laughs> right in the lyrics yep. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh we had another question from nova uh what is uh what's your favorite cigar now i know we haven't talked a lot about this tonight but um you know you are a cigar smoker as you touched on before i know you're smoking placentia tonight but what other cigars do you find yourself enjoying time to time uh you know uh i i love rocky patels I, 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 it's one of my go-to cigars. Uh, yeah. I, I, but you know something, uh, since I've been smoking these Placencia cigars, I tell you, uh, you, you gave me that one the other day with a green light. <laughs> I can't remember that. Oh, the Colorado? It's a foul. It's a foul. Oh, yeah. the, oh, the foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The World Cup oh, cigar. Oh, wow. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah I'm, uh. I'm really uh, loving these Placencia cigars. I mean, they're they're really uh, they're really special, very very special. Yeah, the Placencia yeah. lineup from top to bottom is you know is yeah. outstanding. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're an amazing family factory. Yeah, they've been growing tobacco forever. They're making cigars forever. I mean, it wasn't until a generational brand. Yeah, and Mitchell, how, I mean, how, yeah. I'm, and I know Wayne's there too, uh, but I mean, how, they've only been making their own stuff for not not too long. Um, yeah. So I mean, and, and and since they have, I mean, everything they've come out with has just been 
just lights out. It's it's, yep. it's fantastic. I don't there hasn't yeah. been one yet that was like even just like a little disappointing. It's it's perfection. Yeah. It really I, is. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Look at him in the I'm... background. <laughs> I hear you. I know you do. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, you'll be really excited to see. Uh, I don't know if you caught our Instagram page today. I don't know if but, I did. But uh, we do have a TAA exclusive that's hitting the market. Uh, I don't know if you saw the preview on our Instagram page, but it's going to be incredible. So that's just a little tease. It's on the way to retailers soon so go see your local TAA retailer and you're gonna absolutely love it it's incredible so if you haven't seen our instagram page yet today uh go to placencia cigars instagram page you'll see a nice little video of it uh they're 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 enjoying life down in the dr right now uh but i think we're we're having a better time right here it's <laughs> for, uh, for all the guys down at taa we're having a great yep. time here music but check it out. It is in Alma del Fuego. It's in the Alma del Fuego oh. line, and it is a the Cortez size. So it's a double. Yeah, it's a new Vitola, right? Wow, I just saw that. Yeah, it is it is fire, bro. You're gonna love it. Literally, Absolutely love it. Well, it's called the Del Fuego. <laughs> just just a little plug, but back back to the star of the show here. I want I want to slide to the other side. <laughs> Always doing business, Wayne. Always. <laughs> That's the reason I call him Colonel. Colonel, Colonel Wayne Clark, Esquire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, you know, Elvis had the Colonel too. You know, I mean, I know. <laughs> you, you, you got to have one, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got to have the snowman and the showman, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well said. That's why I got this. There you go. Now he's a colonel. Yeah. See, yeah. there you go. There you go. Oh man. Um, now I know you have another song you're going to perform for us tonight, and that's going to be "Jukebox on My Mind" by Alabama, which is one of my favorite country oh, bands of all time. Man. Uh, I'll tell you a little backstory on this uh, song. Um, uh, I used to write for Alabama's company. I was uh, called. May pop music. I didn't ever really realize what that meant. I thought it was a flower, like May pop. Hmm. There is a flower called May pop. But I figured it out. It was May pop or May flop. <laughs> 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 and uh, thank goodness that this one went to the top. And uh, I was supposed to write with the bass player, Teddy Gentry, uh, the day I came up with the idea of this song. And uh, Teddy was uh, two hours late getting to the writing session. And in the meantime, um, I had this idea. And I walked across the hall and I knocked on uh, Ronnie Rogers' door. And Ronnie had written Dixieland Delight and a bunch of other things with Alabama. And uh, I said, hey, Ronnie, uh, uh, you know, Teddy's not here. And I, I said, uh, I got this idea. And I think that you and I, may, you know, if you like this idea, maybe we could write it. So I had, a, I had the title and I had the, the beginning of the chorus, you know, music and everything. And I played it for him. And he like, <laughs> he's like, holy shit. <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah. And so we sat there and wrote this song just enough time for Teddy 
to get there because his Mercedes had broken down on him. <laughs> coming, from, coming from Fort Payne, Alabama to Nashville. And um, he gets there and he says, I'm so sorry, boys. He says, uh, that damn car broke down on me for the last time. I'm getting rid of that piece of shit. So <laughs> he said, what have you guys been working on? So we playing this song and he like goes absolutely bonkers. He says, oh my God, that's Alabama's next single. And Ronnie and I are looking at each other like, are you out of your damn mind? There ain't no way Alabama's going to cut this song. It's way too country. And, and he says, no, you don't understand. The radio programmers and DJs have all been saying that Alabama is not country, that they're like Southern rock, they're pop, they're, you know, this and that. And Teddy said, that's what we want. Randy said, find me a song. And he says, this is the song, guys, right here. So we did a little demo on it, and he took it down, drove it down to Fort Payne, and Randy's in the sauna. And he, like, I had to wait for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and <clears throat> comes out, and he says, what the hell are you doing here? I thought you were in Nashville writing. And he says, oh, never mind about that. He said, you got to listen to this song. And Randy goes, really? He said, yeah, yeah, you got to listen to this song. So he puts it in the player, and he listens to it and doesn't say a word. And Teddy looks at him and says, well, what do you think, dude? <laughs> this is this is the song. <laughs> and Randy goes, well, you know, it ain't my favorite, but I'd be a damn fool to turn a big hit song down. <laughs> Wow. So thank you very much, Randy Owen, for not turning this song down and not uh, and Teddy Gentry being two hours late to the writing session because he was not a third on the song. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Teddy. And this song was the biggest song Alabama ever had at radio. Four weeks at number one on the Billboard charts. Pretty damn cool. And here it go like this. In the corner of my mind stands a jukebox And it's playing all my favorite memories One by one they take me back to the days when you were mine And I can't stop this jukebox in my mind Well I don't need no quarters I don't need any dimes You fill it up for When you said goodbye You know I love old melodies They were meant to ease the pain But the kind that's playing on my mind Is driving me insane And in the corner of my mind Stands a jukebox and it's playing all my favorite memories. One by one, they take me back to the days when you were mine. And I can't stop this jukebox in my mind. Oh.
song my song will take me back to the days when you were mine and i can't stop this jukebox no i can't stop this jukebox in my mind Wow, nice. that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, I love that song. Oh, <laughs> uh, appreciate it, brother. Oh, man, that's awesome. You know, Alabama, and, and you know, we talk about, you know, like I said at the beginning, growing up with country music, Alabama was like one of those bands that we listened to all the time. All the time. Um, I even I remember when uh, was um, Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley did the song uh, Old Alabama. I loved mm-hmm. that. I loved that. That 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 was like one of my. That became one of my favorite songs that he did, and you know, and he did it with them. And um, yeah, because it, it always because when I heard that song, I was like, oh, this reminds me of growing up listening to all the Alabama songs. And and I love Brad Paisley too. He's one of my one of my favorite country artists. And um, yeah, yeah, Alabama's special. It really is. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm very very uh, fortunate to. Have been at the right place at the right time. Like I said, everything is timing in my career. And um, I had uh, actually five hits uh, when I wrote for their company, you know, uh, with uh, Confederate Railroad, with Alabama. Uh, um, uh, Southern Pacific was a band back in the days that I had a couple of hits with. Um, and. Uh, <clears throat> One of my favorite of all, or the favorite of all times. Uh, and I think today is the anniversary two years ago that Joe Diffie passed away. And um, uh, Wayne just told me that someone wanted to hear the song that has been the watermark of my career that Joe Diffie performed. And um, I would love to do that. Uh, Absolutely. It, it has been um, performed uh, or, or sung or, or played at so many veterans uh, memorial services. Uh, I, I mean, I can't tell you uh, what this song has meant to me through the years. Uh, John Barry, who's one of the great singer-songwriters that have come to Nashville artists uh, came to town because of that uh, excuse me, Wayne told me the same thing uh, I uh, this song was a gift to me and my co-writer Paul Nelson and I'd, lo- I'd, I'd love to do it uh, I want to do it for Joe especially because this is his day and also today is the uh, national uh, day to remember the Vietnam veterans because this is National Vietnam Veterans Day. I could tell he had a tough life By the way he sat and stared 
me, I'd come to push and shove. So I pulled up a chair. We talked on roads and traveled, and we talked on love's untruth. Of strings that come unraveled, we were kings and kindred fools. Just when I bought him, that old man raised his glass. Said, at least we've had our chances. It's those we never have. So here's to all the soldiers who have ever died in vain. The insane locked up in themselves. The home is down on Maine. Those who stand on empty shores and spit against the wind. And those who wait forever for ships that don't come in. He said it's only life's illusions that bring us to this bar to pick up these old crutches and compare each other's scars. Things we're calling heartaches held their hardly worth our time. We'll get you about a dollar those without a dime and as he ordered one last round he said I guess we can't complain God made life a gamble and we're still in the game so here's to all the soldiers who've ever died in the insane locked up in themselves. A homeless down on raining. To those who stand on empty shores and spit against the wind. And those who wait forever for ships that don't come in. Wow, such a beautiful song. Amazing. Thank you, bro. That was a really special. Great memory. That was that was awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Someone asked, "Have you been in the military?" No, I haven't, but my dad was. My grandpa. I uh I was in the Vietnam area uh, era and um uh, I was uh I was teaching school in Chicago, and it was at that t point in time it was a draft deferred job. And uh, anyway, 
I was I was spared from going to Vietnam, and but I have a lot of buddies who did, and a lot of buddies who didn't come back, and um, I just it's a very special place in my heart and my soul for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't mind. I don't mean to pause. It's you know, it's uh, it's obviously you're talking about Vietnam and the military and the troops in general you know and it's true you know some 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 of them don't come home um and it, and it is it's it's sad but you also remember you know why they didn't come home you know the, the for the for the for the for the, for the, for, the, for, for the freedoms that we have today um yeah and it's uh it's you know it, it's it's a big deal and you know tributes especially you know with music you know it tells the story for a lot of people, and uh, you know, thank thank you for playing that song for us, Dave. That was oh, that was thank really you special. guys. Thank you guys for having me on this show. I really, seriously, I mean, I, oh, thank you, thank you. No, it's 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 been a it's been a delight to have you on the show. Um, we are getting towards the end of the show, but um, I just yeah, I just want to thank you again, you know, for being here and, and telling your stories and playing your your songs and. Um, you know, getting to hear them, hearing you play them, it's it's very special, and we're very fortunate to have that. And thank you to Wayne too for for helping, um, you know, put this together. Uh, this has been a probably one of the most special episodes I think we've ever done. Um, this is Colonel, the Colonel here, the Colonel. He did it. He did it. <laughs> he put on the show, man. Put your hat on. I can't be seen without the hat, guys. I know what's yeah. going on. There you go. Now you're Colonel. <laughs> There he is. There's the colonel. But uh, see me with the hat. With the hat. Yeah. If I if oh, I come yeah. if I come to the booth in July and you don't have the hat on, we're gonna have an issue. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but guys, no, really. Th- thank you. Thank you both for being here. Uh, Dave, thank you for for everything. Um, it, it like I said, it's an amazing show. Um, you know, and it's one I won't forget. And uh, to everyone for watching and listening at home, thank you for, for being here and listening with us. Um, as always, you can find us at SmokingTobacco.com and everywhere podcasts can be found. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, as we said at the beginning of the show, our Scar Family Charitable Foundation fundraiser uh, is still active. And uh, we got about 28, 29 days left, and we're uh, almost at $12,000 raised. So uh, just keep... Awesome. Keep them coming, man. It's uh, it's an exciting time. We're really proud of that for all the all the work we've been able to do, um, for that organization. Uh, it's truly special. But um, other than that, that's our uh, that's our show for the week, and uh, it was a great one. So uh, once again, Dave, thank you for being here. And uh, oh, and before we go, where so if anyone wants to find, um, more about you or, or everything else you got going on, where can they where can people find you? Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. yeah, YouTube. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've got a, a Colonel here. He's he's been handling a lot of stuff for me since, since I'm not so good at social media. <laughs> hey, that's the Colonel's job. <laughs> you can uh, find him uh, at Dave Gibson. Dave Gibson Music Forty Six on on Instagram. DaveGibsonSongwriter.com is the website, and you can also go to uh, 
Facebook here. For, give a follow and a like on Facebook. Hear new music. Hear new uh, new releases before anybody else in the world. We got an exclusive here tonight. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Thank you guys. You you guys are awesome, and I and again I appreciate you having me on your show, man. And smoking cigars because my favorite cigars. <laughs> Absolutely, it's always a good time with cigars, right? It's always it's always better with cigars. And you got Wayne there to to, to keep you smoking for 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 a while, yeah. so <laughs> I'm sure they won't run out. But guys, thank you for thank you for being on the show. Everyone at home, thank you for watching. Thank you thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.